The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Your radio target is locked, and you have reached strike point. Webmaster Radio stretches its microphones across the Atlantic to bring you our expert and informative hosts will attack the search industry from Europe to the Americas and beyond. And now, WebmasterRadio.fm presents Strike Point. <laughs> Hi and welcome to another show of Strike Point. My name's David Naylor and your co-host as normal is Michael Dinib. Are you there, mate? Yep, I'm here. And it's live again, and it's April 7. I think it's like several shows in a row now that we've been doing live. We are on a good ride right now. So um, it's nice to be here again. It's uh, Monday as usual, and we have a great show lined up, I think. I hope. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll see. (laughs) Anyway, we've both been to Ireland, and it was my first time in in Ireland, funny enough, because I, I've been working with a lot of great Irish people over time. Also, in my previous work in, in the music business, I, I worked with a lot of Irish people, and I always wanted to get around then. just never happened. I don't know why. But anyway, I was in Ireland, and uh, so was Dave for this uh, conference search, Marketing World. Um, and it was my first time there. Unfortunately, uh, the hotel was great, but it was kind of outside of Dublin, like 20 minutes outside. It was close to the airport, which was nice because I had to fly home like 6.40 a.m. Uh, on Friday. Uh, so that was nice. But unfortunately, it didn't give me much time to actually see Dublin. I was downtown Dublin for dinner or something. And uh, and from the inside of a hotel room, uh, Dublin isn't that much different from any other city I've been to. Um, but anyway, it was great to be there. It was a great crowd and, 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 um, and some very good um, hosts. Yeah. So, um, how did you find it, Dave? I thought it was brilliant. Um, unlike you, I decided to stay in a castle in the centre of Dublin. <laughs> so I was right in the. I took my family over with me as well. So it was the first time I'd been to Dublin too. And what an awesome place! Um, the conference was good. Um, I did a couple of meetings while I was over there, which is good as well. And for the first time in a long, long time, I actually did a presentation. Ta-da! Which is something I don't often do. I tend to um, slip away from presentations and just do Q and A's a lot of the time. But this time I did one. <laughs> Um, CSS, which I think went down very, very well. Well, I hope it did anyway. If people didn't like it, please get in touch with me and um, I'm sure I can argue with you or something. Yeah, there's really nothing to do about it now at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah, Tough luck. I mean, I'm just lucky that I've got a a, a real good CSS guy on staff um, in-house that basically just makes things happen CSS-wise or not happen in my case, because I tend to break CSS very easily. Oh, I thought I was kind of the only one. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. yeah, I break stuff real easy. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so um, that, yeah. I mean, what, what were you speaking on this time around? 
the session was uh, broadly on advanced SEO uh, and especially with uh, more advanced and, and large websites. So I was I was going a little bit around uh, some of the issues with more complex uh, websites and, and larger websites, dynamic websites. But it was it was kind of a short session, and we only had like ten minutes each for, to speak. And it is a very broad topic, and and. I, on one side of it, I wanted to kind of give an overview of some of the, the things, and on the other side, I wanted to actually give them some useful uh, 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 piece of information they could go home and, and implement. But so it's kind of kind of difficult in that short time frame to do that. But I think we got away with a good session. It was it was a good panel. We were three speakers, and and we got a little bit of time, like 10, 15 minutes for Q and A, and there was nice questions from the room. So um, I think it went all, all okay. But I mean, you can always use. 10 times more time <laughs> yeah i mean that was exactly the same as me you know i had 10 minutes to speak on css i'm like <laughs> oh wow um, you can, you can use can a week. Actually, <laughs> yeah what can i actually cover in 10 minutes on css i'm like hmm, this one's gonna be a little bit tricky uh, so anyway i'm gonna post up on my blog the stuff that i did on uh, css show hopefully before the end of this week's out so that you can see the steps that I went through and you can see that it's a basic text file that we start off with and end up with some kind of design that looks like my new blog <laughs> vaguely <laughs> anyway I think we're going to take a quick break uh, to introduce the sponsors of the show and then we'll be back in just a few minutes so stay with us and welcome the sponsors sit tight and don't move strike point We'll be back after this short break, only on webmasterradio.fm. Okay, so you're telling me that if I put the Go Currency Converter on my site, all my international customers can see how much they're paying in their own currency? Yeah. GoCurrency.com has free currency converters, language translations, international clocks, everything you need to do international business. So how does it work? Conversion elves. Conversion elves? Yeah, watch. Want to know what this will cost in euros? Check this out. Listen up, elves. We got one. $34 US. I need that in euros. Now, people. We got it. Put it up there, elves. Wow. Currency elves. Who knew? GoCurrency.com. Free currency converters, language translations, and more. GoCurrency.com. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R. More than a name. The Web Marketing Association is now accepting entries for the 2008 Web Marketing Awards. The Web Marketing Awards recognizes the best websites from nearly 100 industries. Web Marketing Awards winners receive an image plaque, certificate of achievement, higher visibility for your company, valuable feedback from our expert judges, links to your site from the highly ranked Web Awards site, and a press release from PR Web. Visit www.webaward.org to nominate your company, site, or organization. Hurry, deadline for entries is May 31st, 2008. It's the Web Marketing Association's 12th Annual International Web Marketing Awards. Go to www.webaward.org. Sign up today. SEO 101. 
class is now in session. Mike Moran, author of Do It Wrong Quickly, How the Web Changes the Old Marketing Rules. Marketing was a very dangerous profession, a situation where you were taking a big chance. That's where people have grown up. The first thing we do is usually wrong. The only way you find out is by trying things until eventually you lurch into the right answer. It's going to eventually figure out what customers need if they just pay attention to what they say and do, what marketers do. New episodes Mondays and Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. And check out their live broadcast Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific or on demand anytime inside the search engine optimization channel only on webmasterradio.fm find webmaster radio now on facebook myspace and twitter add us today from the webmasterradio.fm homepage now back to strike point only on webmasterradio.fm here's your host Hi, and welcome back to Strike Point. Um, I jumped in there a bit quickly because I didn't know who was supposed to start, whether it was me or whether it was Mickle. Um, so, yep, as we said before the break, uh, me and Mickle have just been over to Ireland, and we're just getting back into the driving seat at the moment and running through some of the stories that are running out there at the moment. Um, I think Mickle has got something about Orange, haven't you, mate? Oh, yeah. Uh, I wanted to mention that, and at the same time, uh, I wanted to bring back something to strike point that we kind of forgot in the past couple of months. Uh, last year, we every Monday or almost every Monday, we had a link love of the week link. <laughs> anyway, we had a, a suggestion for a website that we think deserved some love, some link love. So. Um, Every week we bring up a website that we think uh, you should link to this week. Uh, usually it's it's been kind of non non profit or at least very low profit sites, uh, and this time it is it's an artistic project that I just stumbled upon uh, today. Uh, I don't know, you know, what 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 uh, what people think about uh, the Olympic Games in, in in China and all that, and and all the talk about a boycott or protest or whatever. But this uh, artist dude, it's a it's a Danish sculptor uh, named Jens Galshot or something like that. Um, he's an he's an artist, and he got this artistic project that uh, a way to protest would be to like claim a color and use that color to signal that you are you know you, you have some kind of 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 objection on 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 um, the Olympic games in China and all that um because the idea is that it will be very difficult for for politicians and participants and, and visitors in general to protest while they're in China the whole idea about oh but let's go down there and then tell them we don't like what you're doing to your population and your neighbors and your visitors and whatever um but the problem is that, that the Chinese government is probably going to try and stop every kind of protest. So this guy, you know, came up with the idea, let's just use the color orange. So this is our way to show that we're against uh, um, the way that, that China treats its people and so on, um, by just showing the color. So you can, you can wear any piece of clothes that have the color. You can have an umbrella, an uh, orange umbrella or an orange bag or whatever, you know, a little piece of orange thing. And orange is going to be like the color of protest um, uh, around the Olympic Games, at least that's the kind of idea. If it turns out to be, you know, strong enough and viral enough, but I think that, I like the idea. It's got some some interesting aspects to it. Also, from an artistic point of view, there's some interesting aspects of of involving the viewer in the creation of the piece of art and all that shit. But you can read about that on the website. The website is thecolororange.net, 
And um, unfortunately, these guys seem to have kind of a, a American uh, 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 trend to, to, to the naming convention. So color um, for all the European guys is C-O-L-O-R. So the American spell of color. So the colororange.net. Go there and check it out. It's, it's, a, it's a cool little idea. The website is not that uh, impressing, but <laughs> but it's there. And um, I think they should have the, the, the link love of the week. Um, okay, anyway, let's get back to... a little bit to the conference, because um, besides uh, the, the sessions that we went to, there was, of course, a lot of... Uh, of networking going on, and that's one thing I, I I know we mentioned this before, but but what I like about these small conferences where you're just I think this one was about 250 people, or about that, is that you actually get to talk to a lot more people uh, because you can get you know pretty much around the crowd <laughs> in a couple of days um, in the big conferences with thousands of people. That's just impossible. So it's, it's got. The small conferences cut this kind of, of, of nice feel to it. And at this conference, it was quite amazing to see how many of the, I would say, more respectable and, and, and well-established speakers in, in the community that they actually managed to get in there. Uh, Chris Sherman was, was managing a lot of the sessions. And, and, I mean, you were there, I was there. Uh, Bill Hunt was there. Sarah from Sweden was there. A lot of the, a lot of the, 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 the speakers that you see around a, a lot of the other conferences uh, so it was an impressive uh, setup, and, and it seemed to be a lot of good sessions. Of course, I don't know about you, Dave, but as usual, I didn't actually get to to, to sit in on a lot of sessions. <laughs> but uh, you know, I did. I did actually you know go what? in on a few. This time around, yeah, it was totally and utterly bizarre. Um, I decided I'd go and find my room. Most probably around about one. I was speaking at two o'clock, um, so I decided to go and find out where my room was before dinner because I was going to go and have dinner with Mel Carson and Vanessa Fox. So I went up there um, and sat in for one of the sessions there, went and had my lunch with, which was absolutely fantastic, um, with Vanessa and Chris and a few of the other guys and basically went up to do my session, did it, and I never left. I just sat in the room and watched presentation after presentation after presentation so i saw for the first time ever um a whole afternoon's worth of presentations and i sat with um andrew gerwood from big mouth media and we had a right good chat in between sessions so much so that we actually missed the coffee break because we were chatting um <laughs> but it yeah it, i was very very well impressed and normally conferences don't hold my attention i'm not going to say that i actually learned anything fantastically new um but it was just interesting to see other people's points of view um i stayed yeah, for the the gambling one um which was interesting because they had uh andrew gerwood was speaking from a agency's point of view then they had a Irish lotto company that was a charity um, that was there and then they had another guy that was basically tied into most of the football clubs that oh, they had an Irish bingo company and an Irish lotto company that was tied into the football club so it was interesting seeing it from not from marketers point of views um, and it was interesting to see you know, I mean, common mistakes that you wouldn't think webmasters still make, still making. And I'm like, wow, it's oh, like, yeah. 
sometimes you 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 you, you think <laughs> don't you that that the industry you know what I mean that webmasters have caught on to the whole thing and and this guy has stood there saying that yeah we have our <clears throat> links on uh, near enough every football club in Ireland every rugby club every sports club blah 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 and we put them in this little iframe and I'm like wow <laughs> so you get no credit at all and I'm like I was just totally and utterly taken back by not so much his stupidity but his naivety the you know what I mean that the search engines would be able to look at the at the page you know what I mean he actually believed yeah. that what the ser- what what the public saw is exactly what the same as what the search engine saw and he thought that doing anything other than that would be construed as like cloaking or being deceitful or anything like that so I was like no 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 um speak to your developers get rid of the iframe get straight links on there um, totally, you yep. know, it's like totally bizarre. I've never seen anything like it. But still, oh, it's interesting for- to see, you know, as you say, how 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 other companies are, are making what we would consider like basic mistakes, but nevertheless are, are making them. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean, you can you can learn from a session in a whole different kind of ways. <laughs> There was, um, there was, I think, one of the funniest quotes on on, on the sessions that I saw was. There was a meet the meet the engine session, and we we gotten used to these sessions around most of the major conferences, which is good. You know, it, it gives everybody a chance to talk or, or at least listen to uh, or get the chance to ask a question to a representative from from the different engines. And uh, and I mean, you and I uh, both have access to ask these questions on a more private basis to to representatives of the engines, but a lot of average workmasters just don't have that kind of access or have any emails they can use or whatever. Um, so it's a great chance for them to, to actually meet up with, with some of the real people from the real engines. Um, so there's usually a lot of people for these sessions. Unfortunately, however, um, more of the engines, are, uh, very often the engines are not sending um, people who have any, any knowledge about the organic side of the business. Most often they send people from the from the paid side of it. So uh, the Google AdWords people and, and you know, search marketing people and so on. And, and there's nothing wrong in those people. You know, they're great people. <laughs> don't, don't, don't get me wrong. But the problem is that there's always organic questions coming up during the Q&A. And it's usually mostly a Q&A. And, of course, in, 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 in the session in uh, Ireland, of course, it came up, you know, questions about organic stuff. And and, and I, I don't know um, the, the, the person from Google AdWords that went with the panel. It's not someone that, that, uh, that I, I think I met before. And, and he's probably uh, great about AdWords and stuff, but he clearly didn't know anything about the organic side of it. So, for instance, one of the questions that came up was from a, a, a woman that um, obviously didn't have too much experience, which is fine, of course. And, and she asked a question about paid links and said, you know, what is it about those paid links? You know, I heard it's that Google don't like the paid links, and so what's up with that? And then the Google guy was like, paid links? Uh, I never heard about that. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> was was this the same guy that stood up to introduce himself and then spoke for about 20 minutes on him on Google's products? I'm not sure guy. that was the same one uh, because I was kind of I I went in between the sessions so I didn't see everything so uh, well you know that's also why I say he's probably very knowledgeable about AdWords and and and, and if that's why he came you know that's fine perfectly so it's not a critic of him personally but but, but it, 
problem with a session that's called meet the, the engines and people ask organic questions and then you know of course these paid guys don't know anything about it. but then chris sherman was uh, was was uh, monitoring the session so so of course he could just jump in and explain so he actually explained what the Google policy on, on paid links is. And also, of course, emphasized that it's not just Google that have a, a policy on paid links. Uh, all the, the, the engines, I think, except Ask, have some kind of, of, of policy on, on, on paid links. I'm not sure. See, do, this you, is a, do you remember if Ask what, actually do have a policy? Yeah, I mean, this is what gets me with Google, yeah, is that sometimes they just, don't research the conference that they're sending people to. Now, all they have to do is realistically look at the speaker lineup, yeah, and realize, you know what I mean, that, that pe- they're sending over people like Mel Carson and, you know what I mean, from Microsoft and, the, you know what I mean, Vanessa Fox is going to be there and Chris Sherman and me and you, you know what I mean? And it's like all of a sudden, you know what I mean, it's like they should have realized that there's going to be an expectation from the people at the conference to get decent speakers. And I think they do themselves a big disfavor when they send people that realistically aren't, you know, I mean, aren't that good. Um, and, and no, but you know what? I think there's, there's, there's a, a number of different uh, factors in play here. I think first of all, and it is of course just guesswork from my side of it, but from the inside of the engines who have a true interest in going to a conference and and promoting Google and Google products. That's the people who sell stuff. I mean, the organic people don't really have an interest outside of an academic interest to actually go to a conference and present uh, what they do organically. You know, and and so so the people inside these companies that push to go to these conferences and want to go and sell are the salespeople from the from the commercial part of it. So I think that's one one factor. Another fact is that the fact is that there isn't actually that many um, engineers on the organic side um, in the engines that understand enough about the stuff that we as SAOs want to ask about. And the few ones that actually do know about this are either very busy or they're not very good in public. They're too geeky. You know, so, so, I mean, there's only a very limited uh, a number of people, even at a, a very big search engine like Google, there's a very limited number of people that could potentially go and present things from the organic side of Google and know where the limits are of what they can say. Uh, I mean, for Matt, of course, is great. He's a great person in public. He's a good spokesperson for Google. He knows exactly the limits of what he can say and what he cannot say. He's always polite. He's always... Uh, will uh, into the things that people ask about. But how many people like Matt do they actually have and how busy are they? <laughs> well, I mean, they, they have got quite a few good people on the organic side. I know, side. but um, not that many. <laughs> yeah, true. There seems to be more and more confidence every day, I guess. Um, yeah. I mean, to me, it's, you know, I mean, then they shouldn't send anybody. For some of the conferences, they do say, I mean, Matt goes to a lot of conferences and do presentations, and I have to be fair to say that, and, and, and some of the other great people from, 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 from Google, uh, and especially the, the quality team, um, goes to a lot of conferences and present, and have been doing so over the years. I mean, in the beginning, back in the ni- late 90s, it was, it was Craig Silverstein, the CEO of Google, that, that went around, um, and we even seen... Um, 
uh, Larry and Sarge at some of the, 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 the conferences, I believe both of them have been, been, been now doing some stuff. It's great, but I mean, it's limited how much time they can they can set aside for 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 the. I mean, they, they also, uh, in all fairness, also need to do some work. <laughs> the engines. Yeah, uh, I mean, the other thing is as well is that I mean, what sort of brain drain are they getting at the moment? Because every every time I click open blog lines at the moment, I've read the another high level Google has left. I read today that um, one of the top guys in Google has just now moved over to web trends. Um, yesterday, I was reading that uh, Brian Clifton had moved from Google Analytics to another. Co- you know what I mean? It's like this seems to be this all of a sudden this like little momentum of googlers leaving for startups um it, is this the writing on the wall i don't know um what do you think but um let's round off um, that uh, issue because it is an interesting issue just right after the commercial because we need to run just one more break before we take the last couple of minutes of the show so um if you stay with us um welcome our sponsors and we'll be back in a few minutes Sit tight and don't move. Strike point. We'll be back after this short break. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to our coverage of the 17th Annual Golf Invitational, brought to you by SureHits.com. When looking for the right ad network, there seem to be unlimited choices. Go with the only network that targets the insurance industry, SureHits.com. Let's head down to the fairway. Here we are at the 18th hole. Odd choice for Ken Mitchum to not go with SureHits.com here. I mean, they are the only ad network that targets the insurance industry. Definitely a strange choice to not pick the best option for publishers in the finest category, but, oh, here's a swing. Oh, look out, folks. Terrible slice into the woods. Jeff Burns now stepping up to the fairway. And it looks like he's already chosen SureHits.com. Clearly the best choice since they pay more for quality traffic. And the swing. Oh, my. He crushes it. When getting ready to make your drive, go with a sure thing. SureHits.com. For insurance, it's SureHits. Don't be fooled by your web analytics. If you think your web analytics are giving you all the information needed to manage your paid search accounts, you'd be shocked to see what they're not telling you. How are you tracking sales received over the phone that resulted from your PTC ads? Now, you can track call-in sales by campaign, search engine, and keyword with engine-ready call analytics. Optimize top spending keywords with more accurate tracking and achieve higher PPC profitability. Get started now tracking your PPC call and sales with Engine Ready Call Analytics. Visit EngineReady.com to see how easy and inexpensive accurate call and tracking can be. EngineReady.com Need help improving your PPC campaigns? Tired of spending all your time swamped with spreadsheets and manual updates? Turn to Adapt SEM software to optimize your campaigns and to reach your goals. Adapt SEM is one of the most affordable and reliable tools on the market for improving PPC campaigns. Adapt SEM not only optimizes your bids, but also gives you keyword suggestions, competitive research, and helps to test ads all in one place at flat rate pricing and no long-term commitments. Learn how Adapt SEM can help manage your PPC campaigns better. Check out our free webinar at adapt.com slash webmaster radio. Sign up now for a free personal tour. Adapt.com slash webmaster radio. Welcome to the Daily Search Cast. 
Oh, sorry. If you're hearing a loud noise, that's because a giant Hercules air punch just flew overhead to drop parachute people over. They do training out here. Because in case you didn't get the news, I live in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> no, I kid you not, Grant. I live so far out in the middle of nowhere that they fire artillery over the house. And, and it lands in like a landing zone over there. They don't even worry about it because there's nobody else they're going to kill. It's just 300 of us in this little village. The Daily Search Cast. Live broadcast Monday through Thursdays at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Find Webmaster Radio now on Facebook, MySpace, and Twitter. Add us today from the WebmasterRadio.fm homepage. Now, back to Strike Point. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's your host. Hi, and welcome back to the final <laughs> bit of the show. Um, and Mikla was just going to start us off with the brain drain. Yeah, because uh, you mentioned just before the break that... Um, Every time you log into your blog lines, uh, there's a new executive or a new key person at Google leaving, and you just raise the question of whether there's a brain drain going on in Google. I, I'm not, I'm not sure there is. You know, I think what they're just facing now is that Google is. I mean, just the fact that there's so many people now. I don't even know how many thousand people they are. This is the, the numbers of course, will mean that a lot more people are going to leave because, I mean, you are going to have a certain percent of circulation. Um, I don't know what the percentage is on Google uh, compared to, to, to other corporations in the U.S., um, but even if it's not high, it's still going to be a high number. Um, and a lot of the people that you and I know and have known for a lot of years, uh, uh, Dave, are people that have been on Google for a lot of years. We were just discussing uh, the other day in Ireland with, I think you were around and Vanessa was around and talked about how many years uh, Matt been on Google because I remember dealing with Google before Matt was there and, and, and then, you know, Vanessa was like, oh, he's been there for eight years and I was like, no, it can't be eight years. It must be like five or six or something. But then, of course, she was right. It was about 2000 and 2008 now, so... About eight years or something like that. Maybe Matt can correct the exact date, but something like that. And, uh, I mean, it's not uncommon that people, you know, go to a different job after eight years. You know, it's, there's nothing strange about that. So I think it, it, it's a combination of time that a lot of the, the old people that came around early have been there for a lot of time now. And the fact that Google is so big now. And maybe it's also combined with the fact that Maybe Google is a, is a, is a working place. As I think, I believe it's still a good place to work, but maybe Google is not as a working place so outstanding as it used to be. And maybe there are other companies now around that may not require your time as much as do Google do. Because, you know, Google is, is known to be a good place to work, but also a place where a lot of people work and put a lot of hours into it. I mean, we're talking, I don't know, seven days a week, you know, and, and just, you know, working a lot, as some people, you know, do. And I think a lot of people do it because they want to, but it, it, it kind of puts a pressure, I think, on, on everybody in a company like that. You know, maybe there are other companies that are more interesting to work in and for some of these people. I don't know. Um, maybe. I don't know. 
it's uh it's it's an interest i'm, I'm going to keep my eye on it anyway because that you know what i mean at one time you'd never see googlers leaving google um they just disappear into insignificance and uh i know uk gimp just posted in the chat room nothing to do with them having a shed loads of money and don't really need to work but they are going to work they're just going to work at a different company which surprises me you know what I mean, it's like if they're no, just like, I mean, if they're like Matt, Matt that has ten zillion dollars and decides he's going to go buy an island, then so be it. You know what I mean? Um, but it's like it's eh, interesting um, to say the least. And I know people do leave. You know what I mean? Um, I think maybe the pressures of working at a, a uber successful company can sometimes, you know, what I mean, wear a bit thin on people. Would be interesting anyway. But- but I also think that a lot of the people, especially the people that, that came around early, uh, the early days of Google, they came around to Google because they had a, 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 a vision and a passion for, for building uh, the world's greatest search engine. And, and it was a startup company. That's what they joined. Now it's not a startup company anymore. It's a huge corporation. It's a public company. And maybe some of these people are just like, okay, I think I did what I had to do to you know, bring this company to where it is now. Now it's time to start all over and and work at a startup again because I, from my personal point of view, I, I surely uh, 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 prefer working in a small company, you know, building something from the ground rather than operate a, a, a or be operational in a, in a larger corporation. It's 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 you know it depends on where you have your passion and, and what you feel for. And the second time around, if you made really good money in your first company, the second time around you're working in a startup, it becomes a lot more at least financially pleasant because, I mean, if you got those 20 million sitting in, in, in the bank, you know, you don't have to worry too much about uh, your paycheck in the beginning working in a, in a startup. So exactly, I don't see why yeah. not. In fact, um, a lot of my friends that have made good money uh, by selling uh, off their companies you know, some of them are like, okay, now we're going to retire and not do anything. And then like two years later, it's like, oh, I'm getting bored. I want to do something. <laughs> but then, you know, they they have money in the bank and they can, they can you know, do things without being too overly concerned with short-term paychecks. And so that's great. Okay. Uh, a couple of things. Um, I don't know if you've seen these or not, Michael. Um, one, I, I've started becoming a bit of a twitter freak just recently um and a couple of people have hit me up on different things with uh ideas of some of the products uh, or new products that are out there or products that they've just found anyway um one of them is a website called socialscan.com that's kind of cool um which basically you put in your url submit it and it'll tell you your exposure to social websites um and then the other day i was because i'm quite heavy or I've been quite heavily into researching hacking and stuff like this um, and I you know is a person that handles servers every day of their lives is very well aware of like people going in through the back door and stuff like that and I was pinged about uh, a new product that's on the marketplace very shortly called Firewall Script. Now, this is more one for you to look at more than me, Mickle, to be honest with you. Apparently, the site's not fully live yet. It's more about another seven days away. Um, but it's basically 
it's you know well i've read from the squire do you worry about your site security have you have has your site ever been hacked no no can't even speak anymore too much wine no more worry firewall script is a php configurable firewall once installed you can configure it um what mischievous things you want blah 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 looking like about 85 dollars a year um for a piece of script that is gonna hopefully um stop everything the all the bad people out there getting onto your website and i can see from the logos on the bottom it's got v bulletin and wordpress innovision php bb mambo simple machines drupal um so it'll be interesting to see what you know I mean what that's going to be like it's supposed to be very much like um mod security um but a php version of it so I hope those they are the do my t- other versions than just php there should be a a a various microsoft versions available as well yeah, it, I mean, this is supposed to be totally new and out of the blocks, this kind of, um, this product anyway. Uh, I'll have to wait and see till I get my hands on the liter- on the product itself, um, you know what I mean? And maybe I can see if I can get the guys that developed it, and maybe it's me and you can, once it's out there live, we can yeah. pull them over the coals and see what we can do. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it'd be interesting, because I'm, I'm into this sort of stuff at the moment. Uh, anyway, uh, we're running out of time. We're actually running overtime, um, but we haven't been kicked out, or maybe we are. We don't know. Uh, maybe nah, who cares? I don't. I don't <laughs> think so. They, they're usually nice to us. To us. Anyway, um, we're well over time, and um, I think we are going to end the show for today. It's been yeah. a great once again to do it live, and uh, I expect we are going to be back uh, next week once again. I think that's going to be like five or six live shows in a row. I think we are we'll almost, for a almost breaking a record. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, anyway, mate, I'll speak to you on Monday. And stay lucky, people. <laughs> <laughs>